Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So, thank you so much for staying with us. I'm in conversation this afternoon with uh, Dr. Elizabeth Boer, who's become the Mafikeng Campus' first Setswana PhD uh, graduate since the department was established in 1980. And uh, I just think it's absolutely so cool. Uh, you do remember that the UN declared this the year of the indigenous language. So every now and then we'll be out there celebrating people who've taken our indigenous languages seriously. And this is uh, one woman who we thought we needed to speak to. Dr. Boer, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. Dr. Poe is uh, still trying, we're battling to get her on the line, but we will be speaking to her. I want to speak to her also about her dissertation. I want to speak to her about all the wonderful things that she's done and how better for all of us to, to connect better with our indigenous languages. And one of the difficulties here is that you hear a lot of people talking about how um, access to the right people to, to teach children. You hear the kind of stories where you hear that uh, the so-called teachers of a specific language themselves are not proficient in that language so you you you'd have these teachers in schools who um whether they would call be called Sesotho, for instance, in the category of Sesotho, would be mixing languages. They'd be mixing between Sesotho, Sepedi, or Sotswana, and and therefore, you know, nobody would be any the wiser because they are really insignificant in the eyes of the institution. And so we need to deal with that. We need to deal with the quality of the kind of indigenous languages that we provide. And we need to deal with how it is that we're going to get this right in the spaces where our children are are given this kind of education. So I believe that Dr. Elizabeth Boer is back on the line with us. Good afternoon, Dr. Boer. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Pimelo. Just call me Eileen. <laughs> oh, you know, uh, thank you so much for that uh, very generous offer. But uh, it's quite intimidating to move from Dr. Boer, who, who I think is very well deserving of the title to Eileen. But nonetheless, thank you very much for joining us. And congratulations. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I'm humble. You know, as I was saying earlier, that uh, this is declared the year of the indigenous language. So it really is with pride that we, we want to have you on the show and talk about why is it that it was so important for you to go ahead and, 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 and forge ahead with your indigenous language and, and, and I suppose to begin with even the idea of, of going this route of purely studying in Sitswana from beginning to end, it's its quite a feat. Yes, Pamela, Sitswana has been, let me say, it is my field. Yes. I was once a teacher before I became a lecturer, where I was also teaching Sitswana. And I studied Sitswana from high school, okay, like any other child. But from there, I pursued my degrees all the time mayoring in Setswana. Hence, I declared my path from honours, where I said I'm going to do an honours in Setswana. So w- when you are the first um, in your institution to be conferred with a PhD uh, in Setswana, then technically, how does that work? Uh, let me explain this, that Nassau University, I think as most of you know, has three campuses, which is Matikeng, from campus and the Vanderbilt Park, which was used to call Val. And the Department of Sejuana is located in Mafikeng and in Pochistrum. Okay. So we teach Sejuana and we teach Sejuana through the medium of Sejuana. Mm-hmm. 
since the inception of the, let's say, the, for especially the university, the the the, the Mafiken campus. Since this this department was incepted 1980 when this university was opened, Sizwana has been taught through the medium of Sizwana. It has, we have never taught Sizwana through the medium of English like the other universities were doing then. Mm. Okay. So you can imagine where I come from. I know, I understand that. As so, a product of that university from first degree yes. up to where I am now. Okay, no, it makes perfect and sense. And I've been the lecturer, lecturing Susanna again through the medium of Susanna. Okay. So mm. can we talk a little bit about your thesis? Which, which I found very interesting. Um, controversially, uh, you want to you want to argue that uh, Sol Plachi's novel should have actually been written in Setswana, or have you argued enough that it must have been written initially in Setswana? I don't even say it must have. I say it is a Setswana novel. Okay. It is just that it was written during the colonial period where we know how our languages were developed then we didn't have readership so like he had a story that was told from the great grandparents to him and wanted to pen it down and that story it is not a, a it is not a man-made it's history it is what happened to the great grandparents of so like they experienced it and during those times where you know we used to sit around the fire and be told stories from one generation to the other. That's where Muhuri starts. It is about the history of the Batwana, in particular of the Barolong, with their fight with the English people and the Matebeles of Zuzilikati here in Masikeng, around Kunona, spreading through Tabanchu to yeah, through Tabanchu up to the free state. That is the story of Black Italy. But by then, he was saying, I'm telling this story because we are still in search of ourselves. So that the colonial people who were, I would say, the problem of where the story comes from mm-hmm. should understand our point and where we are. So he, he told it in English. Note that if he could have written it in Sotswana then, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have reached them through the medium of Sejuana. Hence, in, 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 in short or directly, would say he was talking to them directly. The doers of the things that he was writing about, complaining about, highlighting them mm. to the public so that know what you have done to us as South Africans, as Botswana's. It has a political thing about the, the land mm. issue, mm. which comes from the 1930 Land Act. Mm. It starts from there that I wouldn't want us to go into yes. now. Mm. But so like was saying, you colonial people, this is what we have done to us and we are aware of what we have done to us. My parents have told me what we have done and what are you doing with this? So I wanted to sure that it is known to the whole world. Hence, we come controversially to say, Muhudi is for the Botswana, about Botswana, but it's just that the period that it was written then dictated and declared this past where we said, let the story first be known by the doers, then it will come back to us. So, experienced it. I, 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 my understanding is that you have translated it into Sitwana. How available mm-hmm. is the book now in Sitwana? Let me tell you, this is a thesis. A thesis at 
PhD level is at a level where we say, I am coming up with a model. I am coming up with a theory where we say we have been translating books, as you know what translation is. Mm. But with the books, a classic book like Muhudi, I felt that this is not worth translation, but it's worth being repatriated mm -hmm. back into its, the original language of the author so that the, or the people that Muhudi is talking about could also access it. Muhudi is not yet translated, okay. but this thesis has paved the way for a project that is at the moment sitting at Solplaki University in Kimberley that we are now going to translate. And we don't call it translation. We call it cultural repatriation. We call it transcreation, meaning that we're not just going to rely on the words of the English mm -hmm. text, but we're going to tell the story as it is originated. Hence, we, trans we created afresh in the cultural context of the Botswana people. How can people get hold of this work? The thesis. Yes. The thesis will soon be available from my li our, our, our campus library, which will be online. I think after, because it has just been released now, I think towards the end of the year, by December, maybe it will be online. Now people can start searching to see. And as I say, Muhudu was used as an example, mm. meaning that all, what, what, what I'm arguing is all uh, uh, novels, all literature works, that were written in English by African people during the colonial period can be rewritten in their cultural context. Be it Sitwana, be it Sisoto, be it Chikui of Mbutuwa Tiango, be it whatever. That is the model that's saying, guys, it is time now. We are in a post-colonial era. Let us go and repatriate our, our wealth. Thank you so much for honouring our languages in this wonderful way. And we'll make that available as soon as we get it through. We'll also make it available to you. Uh, my conversation is with uh, Dr. Elizabeth Boer, who has just got her PhD in Sitswana, uh, the very first uh, since 1980. And it had been conferred to other people uh, at the time. But this is really uh, a wonderful, wonderful achievement. Muhudi being, she says, not just translated, but reappropriated into a Sitswana language. That is absolutely fascinating.